0: Our gospel reading for this morning is Matthew's telling of the temptation of Jesus in the desert. Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, "'If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread.' But he answered, "'It is written, one does not live by bread alone.' Again, the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showered him with, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor, and he said to, them, said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. Please be seated. Well, let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for the life that is all around us for this past week with Ash Wednesday and all the ways that we gathered for our flea market and all the ways that we served for our children and all the ways that they bring us joy and hope. As we begin this road trip of Lent together, open our hearts to where you will meet us on the road. In Jesus' name, amen. You could excuse Jesus for being hangry. Hangry. (laughs) Hangry. That very descriptive word about being hungry and angry at the same time. Following his baptism, the Spirit had driven him out into the unforgiving desert where he remained and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and became famished. The devil shrewdly saw this as an opportune time to tempt Jesus to turn stones into bread and feed himself, saying, if you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Jesus quotes Deuteronomy as he does all three times in this story, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. The devil tries again. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down from the pinnacle of the temple because the angels will bear you up. And Jesus says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. And finally, the devil offers Jesus all the kingdoms of the world. If only Jesus would bow down and worship him. But Jesus replies, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. This story of Jesus' temptation in the desert could be read... As a simple morality play for Lent, Jesus avoids the temptations of gluttony, vainglory, and greed, and so should we, done and done. But there's so much more happening in this story. And I think the key to this story is a fundamental misunderstanding about God and Jesus as God's Son. The devil begins with the the temptations with, If you are the Son of God which belies an assumption about what it means to be God or the Son of God, what it means for God to be all-powerful and all-knowing, to be the three O's, omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient, to be everything, everywhere, all at once. The temptation presumes that if you had that kind of unfettered power and knowledge, you would use it for your own gain, just like the devil would do. It was the same distorted understanding that the devil in the guise of a serpent used to persuade Adam and Eve to eat the fruit in the Garden of Eden. They wanted to be like God, and they imagined that they knew what that meant, but they did not, and it only brought them exile and shame. I imagine that it's something akin to wanting to be your own boss, thinking you could do it so much better with that level of authority and power and then realizing that the boss has to work a lot harder than everybody else. And because everybody is counting on them, they must put the well-being of the organization and individuals ahead of themselves. They must sublimate their ego and their power for the sake of the greater good. Commentators say that in this story of Jesus in the desert, Jesus does not authenticate himself as the Son of God through feats of power, by throwing himself from a mountain or flying through the air. In fact, the next time he enters the temple, he will do it as a powerless king, without any demonstration of his might. At his arrest, Jesus forgoes calling God's angels to his aid and remains obedient to Scripture. A little later, he refuses to follow the scribes who say to him, if you are the Son of God, and admonish him to come down from the cross." Christ conquers the devil not through power, but through his renunciation, through his humility, through his obedience to God's command. Jesus is the Son of God by virtue of keeping the basic commandment of the love of God. St. Paul put it this way to the Philippians, It is Christ Jesus who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, Being born in human likeness and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus refused to use his power to save himself. He refused to cash in his get out of jail free card as the son of God. He refused to divest himself of his or our humanity. He refused to turn away from his and our mortality. Even when he was afraid and prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, Father, let this cup pass from me, still he went to the cross, and it is there that he showed us what God is really like. As you may know, we have had 12 funerals over the last 12 weeks here at church for people from 16 to 95 years old. At these gatherings, we grieved the death of our loved ones, and we honored their lives. But we also confronted our own mortality, not unlike Ash Wednesday, when we heard, Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. We recognized again how life is unpredictable, how it can be both brutal and beautiful, and that it is always, no matter how long we live, too short. In memorializing so many people in close succession, the truths of our existence became clear. We heard time and again how despite our unlimited days upon the earth, our messy humanity, and our finite bodies, we are capable of beautiful and miraculous things. We saw again that how we live and how we love extend beyond these earthly vessels in the lives of those we meet, those we love, and those we serve. We experienced together how love and laughter transcend life and death. We heard how the legs that carry us to show up for each other, the arms that embrace us, the hands that teach us, the minds that are creative and quick, and the hearts that love us reveal to us something of the holy and the divine. They show us how the finite contains the infinite, how the mundane contains the sacred. And how that which is aged and scarred and broken shines with a beauty all its own. We found God in these lives, in these stories, in these memories, in our tears and our laughter and our gratitude and our grief. We found God right there in the middle of it, blessing us. Because by refusing to make bread from stone, By refusing to throw himself down off the pinnacle or to bow down to the devil, Jesus refused to turn away from us, refused to abandon us. Jesus, who could have opted out, chose to remain with us in the hospital rooms when we were all crammed together in the final days, in living rooms where we grappled with our shock, and in the impossible silence of a parent's grief of losing their child. From the desert, to the cross, to the grave, Jesus refused to turn away, and he chose to be right there with us. And this is true for whatever you find yourself going through today. Jesus refuses to distance himself from us, no matter how messy our lives get. Jesus will not look away. Instead, he abides with us and brings life out of death, coaxes hope out of despair, gives us the peace that passes all understanding and turns our stone to bread. And we can let others know that God is there for them. We can show up for them. We can put our bodies in the spaces where they are. We can listen and pray. We can phone and text and send cards and email and snap. Our presence, physical, prayerful, digital, nearby or from afar, reminds them that they are not alone and reassures them that God is with them. And I invite you to think about a couple people in your life that could use that reminder this week and let them know that they're not alone. This is where our Lent begins, hangry and tempted in the desert, and it will take us all the way to the cross. And Jesus, in this season as in life, is with us every step of the way. And the devil said to Jesus, if you are the Son of God, and Jesus said, you have no idea. Amen.